Hello, hello, hello. Hello. I have no words. It's been a long time. You should have plenty of words. Um, not for that. <laughs> that was completely unex- unexpected. Totally unexpected. <laughs> yeah, just like this podcast. We just kind of came out of nowhere, haven't we? It's been a long time coming, but we're back again. Um, episode, what, 77? 77. And, um, yeah, you know, another apology is uh, is needed to all of you listeners. Um, you know, we've, we've been gone for a while. Uh, we've had... Uh, just life getting in the way, essentially, you know, things happening, things changing. Um, but um, we felt like this was a good time to get back into the game. Uh, there's a lot going on this weekend, um, but we're here to focus on SummerSlam 2016, uh, Sunday night, August 21st, from uh, Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Still at Barclays. Brooklyn, New York. This year and next year. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, like I said, it's a big weekend because there's the NXT show Saturday night, which uh, is going is going to cut like 30 minutes into the start of UFC 202, which is a huge pay per view tomorrow or a huge pay per view uh, Saturday night. Uh, the highly anticipated rematch between Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz, uh, which actually kind of ties into to our SummerSlam preview just mm-hmm. because of all the the comments that Connor's made recently about wrestlers and the WWE roster uh, and his challenge to them essentially, you know, to, to come uh, to come at him, hop in a ring and bust his ass. Yeah, if that you know, if they so choose. Um, but you know, again, the focus uh, right now mostly is SummerSlam, but uh-huh. that's always just like any wrestling show that you attend. That's always subject to change. Card is subject to change. Yes, we already have one match change because of a um, suspension doled out today. Even right. Marie got hit with a 30-day 30, 30 suspension. Um, I, well, I want to know what the heck she was using because I know it wasn't uh, PEDs. She hadn't had a damn performance to enhance. Right. Um, more likely it's... Uh, Adderall. Adderall. That's what got Roman uh, a while, uh, two months ago. Um, but the, the the joke that's been going around is that uh, you know if you want to avoid all that, you should probably be contracted as a part time performer because uh, you can uh, you can take performance enhancing drugs or or estrogen blockers or whatever you want to call them and uh, get popped by a, a professional professionally licensed sports organization um, or a or a sports. Uh, Athletic Commission, uh, but not uh, be suspended by a sports entertainment company for basically um, breaking the rules of their implemented wellness policy. It really sounds like you're calling out Brock Lesnar, and I do not want those problems, so good luck with that. Mr. Lesnar, you're listening to this. <laughs> the opinions that were just expressed the last 30 seconds were of Anthony Garcia and not the Quincy Dorsey, Esquire. Ah. Because I am not catching hands with your sins. Well, I mean, that's just the truth, man. I mean, the guy got popped and, you know, he suffered no repercussions. And I get it. I mean, he's Brock Lesnar. He does what he wants. He says what he wants. Um, and he's a big attraction. He makes a lot of money for the company, for himself. And if, you know, 
if they want to come at him, he can. He's not going to have any problems going home. He's made enough money to uh, to not have to do any of this. But you know, they they would lose out more than he would. So. Yes, he's made more than enough money. He can just go back into the woods of Minnesota and chuck trees. Oh, Canada, you know, Canada, or what? Yeah. That's right. He's in Canada now. Minnesota, Canada, it's all the same place. Snow and trees, snow and trees, right. and elk. That's all they have. Um, before we go on to the Summer Slam card, I just have a question for you. Yeah. How are you feeling about this brand split so so far? Are you are you already down on it? Are you excited? Do you feel better about this this split than once past? Um, I'm not excited about it initially. Well, I was excited about the idea of the brand split. I agree here. Um, I don't like the way the rosters were split up. Uh, I mean, obviously, Raw has three hours of, of uh, air time that they have to fill. They are still, you know, whatever you want to say, they are still the, it is still the flagship show. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's the main show that you've got to watch. Um, but I think they just took too many too many key players and put them on the raw roster uh, and really didn't leave much left for the SmackDown brand. Um, if you look at the mix of performers on Raw compared to SmackDown, there's a, a good mix of veterans and young guys that can emerge as stars. And SmackDown doesn't really have that. So it's got a lot of a lot of aging guys and only a couple of younger guys that that should lead the company that should be at the forefront, but they're already in the mix, like in the main, t- you know, the main storyline. You know, you've got Dean Ambrose, and uh, you've got Bray Wyatt, who is in the mix uh, with that. Title. He isn't even on this card. He's not. He'll probably play into the match somehow. Uh, but these are two guys that that you know, it's good for them to be on a show like SmackDown because they will be able to elevate themselves and be elevated mm-hmm. as bigger stars fighting for the titles you know month in and month out but I think you know, the they've biggest... they're already putting them in that spotlight right away there, there's there's really has, there really hasn't been a build to their you know uh, to that kind of level yet um, with this split I think the biggest issue with Smackdown is the size of the roster when they had their first live um, show a couple of Tuesdays ago and it was Shane and uh, what's his name? Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. And they had everybody surround the ring. I mean, they were all standing on the apron and there were still spots of the apron that needed some filling in. Right. It feels like there's only about 20, 22 wrestlers. And it seems like with a, I know it was only two hours, mm-hmm. but with so few wrestlers, it feels like we're going to see the same storylines over and over again like the same guys fighting over and over again right and who who really is there still to challenge John Cena that's that's I think that's the big key is you've got John Cena you've got the the biggest star in the company and he's on the show with the smallest amount of with the smallest roster and he's on a show with guys who are who really don't need the rub from John Cena Mm-hmm. I mean, he's on he's he's on a roster that includes guys that he's already feuded with, guys that he's already beaten, guys that have elevated themselves because of their feuds with him. You know, Randy Orton's on this roster. Alberto Del Rio was on the roster, but he too is 
suspended for 30 days. <laughs> and looks like he's on his way out. More than likely. Uh, AJ Styles doesn't need <coughs> the John Cena rub. He's he's already a big star, and it, you know that's been a great feud itself. But you know where where do these guys? You know who who is the next to challenge John Cena? You know who's who's going to step up? And there's really no one out there on this roster to do that because they're not going to pit Ambrose against Cena right now because they probably don't want Cena near the title for the time being. Um, but yeah, the SmackDown roster has a a lot of older guys that don't need the John Cena rub. Yeah, sneaky old guys. Right. And I think... You talked about AJ Styles, Dolph Ziggler, he's getting up there as well. Yeah. Um, who else on this list I was looking at earlier? We already talked about... You talked about Randy Orton, he doesn't need it. I mean, The Miz? The Miz. There are a lot of guys on this the SmackDown roster that you think are younger than they actually mm-hmm. are. I mean, Dean Ambrose himself is 30... What, 30, 31? He's 31, which is still fine, but... Um, and he's already a big star. I mean, you know, clearly he's a big star and he deserves that spot. But uh, I don't think he needs a, a John Cena feud right now. And like um, you said, um, John Cena probably not going to be going at near the WWE title anytime soon because it seems to me like he's moving towards a part-time routine now. Yeah, and I think he's content with not having to... Uh, um, not having to worry about the pressure of tying Ric Flair's record, you know, which is a big deal for wrestling fans. I wouldn't um, be surprised he still ties it within the next year or two. They give him a couple of runs with the with the WWE Championship. Sure, and, but I think that'll be just to of, break it. That might be out of desperation, though. If you look at the ratings, if you look at the feuds that are going on, uh, that could be a desperation. That's they that they haven't been. Uh, shy about that in the past Um, so that that could be a possibility but I mean the most exciting young performers on that roster are American Alpha the tag team I will get to them and there's not even a title for them to win right now because they haven't brought those uh, around yet Uh, you want to jump into the matches let's do it alright let's start with the pre-show but I do like this. I do like the idea of the brand split, because you know they can always bring someone up. They can always sign somebody to uh, to a contract, and uh, yeah, they'll sign people. And unfortunately, they'll have rotator cuff surgery and be out for nine months. Right, but he's another aging guy. Yeah, but, but an aging guy that you'd be excited to see. We're talking about Shelton Benjamin, in case you don't know. Right. Um, apparently, rotator cuff surgeries are stopping him now. Mm-hmm. Bravo, bravo. Hey, that's what I'm, that's what I'm here for. Right. But um, and you know there there isn't a rule. They haven't. They never announced a rule that you can't trade talent from show to show. Oh, oh, I I expect there to be trades or within a couple of years a redraft or something like that. Well, the plan I've heard is that there's going to be a draft like almost every every year. Yeah. To reshuffle the the deck, which is fine too. But uh, right now it's. It's an interesting start, uh, to say the least. I think that's the best best way you could put it. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of start, let's start with this SummerSlam preview. Um, there are 13 matches on this card. Well, that's which the is, second biggest show of the year. Was that more or than WrestleMania? I can't remember on top of it. It might be 
equal equal to. I mean, there were what, two battle royals at WrestleMania or one battle royal, I think. So that kind of that kind of puts a dent into all of that. Okay, let's uh, start with what's the first one I wrote down. So uh, you didn't know we like we picked the matches, we picked the winners, then the winner gets to beat the loser with a subway sandwich, <laughs> meatball sandwich. Okay, the deal. Handshake. 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 There it is. Damn it! I swear. All right. Um, first match of the night. Cesaro versus Sheamus in the beginning of their best of seven uh, trial. Obviously, you would want this to be the culmination of a best of seven tournament or series or whatever you want to call it. But still, I mean, they're two. Whatever you say about Sheamus, he's still a good performer. He's a big, strong guy. Cesaro's a big, strong, athletic guy. Um, they both have the ability to put on great matches. Um, and I think. Uh, I think the starting it at SummerSlam is, you know, yeah, I think it is a pretty good idea still uh, because it'll set the tone for what to expect, I think, going forward. Okay. Um, I'm looking at this and I have nothing of interest to say. Um, I hate when the WWE gives us these matches multiple times before the pay-per-view because right. it just kind of kills the excitement for it. Yeah. I mean, we've seen, we saw Cesaro take on Sheamus, what, two times in the past two weeks? Yes, we did, and Cesaro won both. So I'm, I really have no interest in watching a match on pay per view. I'm sorry, on the WWE Network that I've already seen twice for free. But uh, I'll follow your lead. Who you got? Uh, I, I expect Cesaro to win this match to set to start the the tournament. I expect him to win the tournament too, and uh, you know I'm sure it'll go back. It, it's gonna to have to go back and forth, obviously, but um, mm-hmm. I don't see. So, so I was not the kind of guy that uh, that you put in a tournament, tournament like this, and he has to be some sort of underdog mm-hmm. that has to fight his way back into the you know into the series. Um, he's a guy that I think you expect to win this first match. Mm-hmm. I'm picking Sheamus just because Cesaro has already won the first two matches that weren't a part of this best of seven mm-hmm. series. So they're probably going to swerve it, give Sheamus the, the, op- the opening win, just to see if, um, just to show people something different. Sure. I mean, you can't have Cesaro go over Sheamus three times in a row. <laughs> uh, do you, does this, oh, do you think this, uh, this tournament leads to anything? Because it, it I it was like never said that be, anything. That there's going to be stipulations. There might be a ladder match. There might be a. Oh no! Yeah, match. I definitely. I expect and hope to see that. To you know, see some gimmick matches, submission, submission match, things like that. Yeah, uh, but no. But the end of the tournament. Do you think the winner? Because they haven't said. But do you do you do you see them stipulating that the winner of the tournament gets a title shot against you know the United States champion or the Universal champion? You know, I hadn't thought about that, but now that you put it in my mind, I can see something that that they just that the creative will put in at the end, like mm-hmm. when it's because it's going seven. Yeah. Let's not kid ourselves; it's going seven. Yeah, for sure. Um, so maybe you know they're tied at three, and then they say, "Oh, well, whoever wins this one, you win the big one. You get to take on the the raw champion of your choosing, whether that be the universal title or the." 
U.S. title. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But I like I like that. That at least puts a little bit of um, incentive into the match. Sure. All right. Uh, moving on, the second match on the pre-show: Sami Zayn and Neville versus the Dudley Boys. Uh, this is just a match that they're putting together. Just to this get is these just guys. a match for these guys to get their SummerSlam bonuses. That's it. Pretty much. I mean, Neville's already teamed with Sin Cara, and they've already beaten the Dudleys on Raw. Um, there really hasn't been much of a rivalry to uh, to get a you know to kind of document really. Mm. Um, this is just a match. It's just another Neville match beating the Dudleys, essentially. Um, and like some people have been saying, whatever momentum the Dudleys had going into their comeback in the fall, it's that's gone. completely gone because... It's stalled. I mean, they they haven't been in, in anything meaningful. They haven't won any meaningful matches in well, months. I was actually, what's the last match they won uh, as a tag team? I can't. I mean, I can't remember off the top of my head. I mean, it was recently, but it wasn't anything, you know, significant. Because I remember them, they were beefing with um, Kaz and um, uh, Enzo. Enzo, yeah. uh, a couple of months ago, and that kind of went nowhere for them because they even when Enzo was out with his concussion, they mm-hmm. were getting their heads kicked in by Kaz, yeah. literally and figuratively. So. Um, I'm picking um, Zayn and Neville to go over because, like we just said... There's no reason for them to lose. Yeah, the Dudley boys are just here to, like, that rub off to the new guys. And these are guys that don't need that rub. These are... Sami Zayn is a, an accomplished indie star and, a you know, growing fan favorite. And Neville's been a... You know, he's, he's another guy that uh, uh, has, a, you know, a lot of... Uh, Support behind him from the crowd, but you know, just hasn't gotten that push yet. He's stuck in these pre-show feuds with, you know, aging stars. But I will, I will say one thing about him. He came back with a great beard. Yeah, he did. That's all, that's always the plan, guys. If you, if you're, I'll give you a little advice. Let's go to the dating corner. If you're interested in a girl, just need to disappear for a while, grow a beard, come back. She'll be all on you. <laughs> the beard is the key. You write that down. Beard is the key. Beard is the key, man. As a man who has a full-grown beard and then some, let me tell you. Let's let's move on. You is the key. I can't grow a beard, and I'm getting <laughs> sick of this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just trying to throw some advice to the fellas out there. Who can grow a beard? <laughs> yeah, help their game. All right, uh, going to the last match on the pre-show. Another match that we just saw on SmackDown: American Alpha. The Hype Bros, Zack Ryder and Mojo Rawley, The Usos and and The Usos, sorry, versus Breezango, The Ascension, and The Vaude Villains. We just saw this Tuesday. We're recording on Friday, so we just saw this three days ago. This is just something, you know, uh, to put a little spotlight on, the, on American Alpha. That's all this match is. Um... It'll be exciting, you know. I mean, there's going to be high spots, and you know, there's going to be hot tags going on and stuff like that. Um, it'll be an entertaining match. All, all twelve, yeah, all twelve of these guys are, are really good performers for the most part, um, or they're capable performers for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a handful of them are, are really, really good performers, but um, I don't know. It's it's just an, it's just a time filler at this point 
And uh, just another uh, spotlight match for American Alpha. So who you have going over? Because I got nothing on this. I mean American Alpha and company. So you have Team A? Yeah. I'm not even writing this, the entire team down. Just put down Team A. Alpha and Co. Sure. Um, I wanted to pick Team B because of the same logic that I picked with the Sheamus match. You don't want that same people mm-hmm. winning over and over again. But you look at this and you look at the people involved and you have the Usos who have won the WWE Tag Team Championship. You have American Alpha who have won the NXT Championship. And then the Hype Bros who are hype. Right. It's like... How could they lose? It's like it's like the Patriots going up against the Jaguars. How could they lose this? I'm picking Team A. I can't go against <laughs> that. I'm sorry. All right. So now we get on to the the main show. Um, like always, we have no idea what order these matches are going to be. So I just went in the order of from most important. I mean, from least to most. Not trying to dis, uh, disregard anybody. All these wrestlers are very talented men and women, and we love them all. Um, which one? No, we're going to do the uh, the women's match, which is in flux right now. Carmella, Becky Lynch, and Naomi versus Natalia, Alexa Bliss, and as Wikipedia has it, the dangerous TBD. <laughs> so that match is on the main card? Yes. I did. I uh, would have assumed that it was going to be on the pre-show. Absolutely. Uh, again, I'm on Wikipedia, so take this with a huge grain of salt. Um, basically, whatever team Car- Carmella is on, I, I expect that team to win. Ooh, why? Uh, why it's because Car- it's Carmella, Beck, and Becky Lynch, and uh, who's the other girl? That's Naomi. Naomi. Yeah. I mean, those are, those are three. Those are the three top baby faces on that on the SmackDown brand. Uh, well, the women baby faces um, on the SmackDown brand. Uh, they're the best performers compared to the other two and TBD, mm-hmm. TBA. The dangerous ally of TBD, TBA. Um, and plus, they've got the three on two advantage. Well. We don't know who's gonna be. It's gonna. There's gonna be a third person there. They've already come out and announced it. So, any idea? I can't. Uh, no. I mean, Natal. Wait. No, she's already on the Natalia. And who else? Natalia and Alexa Bliss. Who <sighs> else? What other women are there on the SmackDown roster? Um, I don't know. I think that's it. I mean, Eva Marie, but she's suspended. You think they would go down to NXT and pull someone up for a night? I don't know if there's a... I don't think there's someone with enough heat to... You know, a, a heel... A woman heel to be, you know, to be pulled. What would they pull a Lana? Lana? Yeah. She's oh, on, she's on, on Raw. Raw. I'm yeah. sorry. Dang. I got nothing. I mean, there's really no one I can think of at this point. Because the first monster heel that came to my mind was Nia Jax. She's on she's on Raw. So, um, man, it'll be a surprise whoever it is, but I still believe Carmella, Becky Lynch, and uh, Naomi will go over. So I'm picking Team A. You? 
Team A, yeah. All right, moving on to the next match. Uh, we got Enzo Amore and Big Cass versus Y2J and Kevin Owens. Oh, um, man, I, I like this match because I like all four performers. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it's this is... This is their their homecoming show essentially for Enzo and Cass. I don't. Um, they're on a roll right now. I don't see them losing this this match. Oh, I I have to say I've greatly enjoyed watching Y2J and Kevin Owens. I see why, man. Absolutely. Um, with their backstage interviews with um, what's his name? Ted, Tim, Ryan, Jim, Bill, Bob, Brian, Morgan, Joe. For who got? What that guy? Yeah, with that guy. Urkelgerg. Uh, Urkelgerg. Um, just two very talented guys on the mic. Um, so you're taking Amore and Cass. Right. I'm taking the uh, the vets. I'm taking Y2J and KO. Hey, I like that. I mean, hey, that wouldn't disappoint me for sure. I'd really, you know, like to see something like that, but. Um, there's really nothing to gain for those two to get with this, you know, with getting a win over these guys. And it would probably propel uh, Enzo and Cass back into the title picture. Yeah, I'm going another way because I think Enzo and Cass have the heat no matter what. The crowd's behind them, uh-huh. come win or lose. So I think they can lose a match on SummerSlam and still come out ahead, especially if they have a four or five star match. I don't think losing would hurt would hurt them, especially losing to, um, you know, a former world champion in Y two J and one of the best in ring wrestlers in Kevin Owens. Right. So um, I'm picking KO and Y two J. You're taking. Oh, we have some. We have some. Uh, some. The swords are rattling over here. <laughs> All, right. All right. Moving on to the next match. Um, Intercontinental Championship. The Miz defends his title against Apollo Crews. Oh, man. Um, gosh. There's so many things to say about The Miz. Oh, um, I have so many things to say about Apollo Crews and WWE and how they use black people wrestlers in general, but you can go ahead and go. Um, this is probably The Miz's best run in his entire career as Intercontinental Champion. And, you know, this is a guy who once held the title, the WWE title, and was, you know, a WrestleMania main eventer. But... Yes, but during that whole main event, he was... He was... Um, the spotlight was taken away from him from by Cena and The Rock. Yeah, you know. So even when he was a champ, he wasn't exactly running the, the guy, show. Yeah. But this... This is totally made up for it, I think. I mean, mm-hmm. this has been... A really, really great run for him. Um, adding his wife as his valet, um, you know, continuing on with the uh, the Hollywood, you know, A-lister gimmick, uh, being the champ for so long, um, and still being a guy that, uh, during this whole run, um, is still a heel, mm-hmm. and is still and still draws heel heat. He isn't being cheered because he's a heel. He's being booed because he's a heel. He's not, he's not like Kevin Owens. People like Kevin Owens because he's a good heel. But The Miz is a great heel. He's a good heel. 
and people acknowledge that by booing him because he generates, you know, he still generates heel heat. Mm-hmm. He gets the crowd, you know, he gets under the crowd's skin. People don't like him. And that's great. Like, that's a great spot for him. Um, so I think at any point, I think I'm, you know, I'm always going to be weary of him dropping the title. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not a matter of who the opponent is. It's just the fact that, you know, he's going to have to drop it at some point. Um, and I just, you know, the way he's going, I just never know if the timing is right. Uh, but, so I'm going to say he retains the title. Because I, I hope, you know, he can continue on for a little bit of time. And, you know, Apollo Cruz's time will come. I think he's, he's a guy that, uh, you know, I, I, I root for and hope for, you know, uh, the best and gets elevated at one point. Okay, so you spoke on The Miz. So I'm going to speak about Apollo Cruz and his character act. His character is basically coming out to the ring and smiling and having the gee golly I can't believe I'm here routine. <laughs> and it's something I am so sick of from WWE. Whenever they have a black wrestler, they only have two character options from them. They're either the monstrous bodyguard right. or they're the happy-go-lucky black guy. They have no nuance, no character, no nothing. And it's just, it's as a black man, as a black wrestling fan, it just annoys the hell out of me when they can't even try to get something right. When I feel like, and I've told you this before, if Apollo Crews or Big E doesn't win the WWE Championship or the new Universal title, mm-hmm. uh, there's never going to be a black wrestler that's going to be the main guy in my lifetime. And that just sincerely pisses me off that we're in 2016 wrestling's been WWE you know NWA all this wrestling's been around for over 50 years mm-hmm. and especially in WWE you can't ha- you haven't had one black champion right and that's insane and I know people are going to be like oh what about The Rock The Rock is Samoan when you right. watch the videos when you watch um what WWE package him at is Samoan. They talk of his Samoan uh, legacy and the heritage. They don't, they never talk about him being black. So he is Samoan wrestler through and through. He has a a, a tribal tattoo that identifies more Samoan than black. Yes. So it's gonna be a sad day in, in hell when it acts when if if huge if it actually happens and a black wrestler wins the WWE championship and then. People have to look up and say, wow, you haven't had a black wrestler on top ever in your entire history. And that speaks to the failure of Vince McMahon. It speaks to the failure of Stephanie McMahon. It speaks to the failure of Triple H and and the creative team. Because how can you write for black people? How can you write for black wrestlers when your writing room is basically eight males, eight white males, mm-hmm. and then the one white woman? How can you write for different races? Can't. It's just a failure of WD and it's sad because I'm over here shelling my money and there are other people, black people, male and female, they're also paying their money to watch this and one of us will never be on top. And it's right. frustrating. I mean, at this point, there's probably going to be a, uh, an LGBT character on top before a black person. Because mm-hmm. they've already said they're going to start incorporating characters of you know those characters in to the storylines. Oh, I can't wait to watch this because you know all I can think about is that stupid Chuck and Larry um, 
Billy and Chuck. Billy and Chuck, sorry. Billy and Chuck storyline they had going on eight years ago that they completely messed up at the end. But that was completely insensitive. Yep. This, this is going to be more... This is supposed to be more... Uh, more... Um, not serious, but more respectful, I think. I think it'll be... Uh, they'll, they'll handle it with a little more dignity. I'll believe when I see it. That's all I can say. But um, Same thing with black wrestlers. You can sit here and say everything you want about... We're trying to be quality and the way they're handling the Darren Young situation with him coming out as gay a year ago. But still, if you really want people who are people of color and people of different backgrounds and um, sexual orientation to come through your show and pay money, good money for mm-hmm. your pay-per-views and your material, you have to go out there and prove it. You can't just sit here and say, oh, well, we're trying to be more inclusive. We're trying to do this. No. Prove it. Hire more black people. Hire more Hispanic people. Hire gay people. Hire um, um, people out of the, I always mess up the acronym, LGBT community. community. Do that instead of saying that you're trying to. Yeah, I mean, the actions have to speak louder than the words. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, this is a, it's a, uh, I'm sorry I had a rant right there. No, Anthony, I'm just laying down. He's like, I don't care. I had Eddie Guerrero and Alberto Del Rio be champion. I'm good. I'm straight. And Ray Mysterio. And, and Ray Mysterio. Oh. But, um, and I don't mean to, you know, discredit anything. I mean, I think, you know, your, your feelings, your sentiments as a black man, as a, as a, a a black person who, a black man who enjoys professional wrestling, um, you know, that watches something that clearly is dominated by, you know, white, you know, not, or, you know, by white people, essentially, based on people who are on top. Um, You know, all of your, you're not saying anything that isn't true. Um, How, though, would, uh, like, fantasy booking, how how would you uh, book Apollo Crews, what kind of character would you think would be something he, you know, that wouldn't be uh, too stereotypical, that wouldn't be uh, offensive or anything like that? What's the best, like, because this guy is, like, cookie cutter, like, smiling and grinning, and, like you said, just happy to be out there. What's, a, looking at the guy, looking at his skill set, what do you think is something that, that they could do to utilize him better, to, to elevate him, to make him more interesting? First and foremost, stop the smiling. Okay. Secondly, give him a purpose. Give him the mic and just say, hey, um, I know I just came up here, but I'm dreaming of being WWE champion, and that's what I want to do. I'm coming here to just just win. Turn him to a winner. Make him like a Michael Jordan knockoff where all he wants to do is win. At least something has to change with his character. What kind of edge, I think, do you think he needs? Like I said, stop smiling. Just stop smiling. <laughs> that's the first. That's that's the most important thing. He needs to stop smiling and be like, and stop being the guy who just grateful to be there. Yeah, grateful. Stop being grateful. Take what you want. Mm-hmm. Like one of the things I was most excited for that never came to fruition was before the new day when um, Xavier Woods came out and spoke to Vicky and he spoke and uh, Kofi Kingston and it seemed like they were going to be like more of a militant black movement. Mm-hmm. Very serious. And very know, serious. Just don't. come out, beat people, and then and just win the championship. And of course, they went with the new day and eventually found their way. But it's like I said, it's only like two ways that the WWE writes people, writes black people, 
and something needs to change. How come Apollo Crews can't come out and basically run the the John Cena gimmick from when he first came out? Mm-hmm. Why can't they bring out that playbook or you know something besides like a, like a hip hop artist? N- no, or like, a street more, tough. More kind of like the ruthless aggression. Ruth, okay, yeah, because I was gonna say the way Matt's made it seem. I don't, you know, wouldn't that open them to like ridicule for? Like a stereotypical, another stereotypical character, adding to the stereotypical canon, I guess. Um, which, yeah, I mean, and that's why I ask because I think it's a right now, you know, more than ever at, in this time, you know, it's it's a it's a fine line that you have to that you unfortunately because they haven't uh, they haven't acknowledged these characters, they haven't um, put any stock into these characters. Like it's something that they have to be, they now have to be delicate with, which you know if they had, you know, put more emphasis into these characters, if they you know give them, given them a, a, a higher platform, they wouldn't have to be so, they wouldn't have to be so cautious as to how they proceed, because if they had a mixture of ruthless aggressive, you know, ruthlessly aggressive characters, uh, you know, good guys. Um, you know, guys who were clearly into do something like, you know, uh, like a hip hop type of background or whatever, or you know, kind of a, a like a street tough kind of guy. You know, if they did have have more of a diverse mix of those characters, they wouldn't have to be so cautious now. They could, they could use every, they could you know, uh, recycle everything, uh, and uh, that hasn't been the case. And I think you know they're they're going to be under a microscope that. They could have avoided a long time ago. Microscope they put their own selves under by not by refusing to change. Right. The one that always kills me, the one that annoys me the most is uh, we're going back. Remember when uh, Triple H was feuding with Booker T, yeah. and basically they brought uh, they brought out everything about Booker T's past, being in jail, and Triple H saying people like you don't deserve to be champion. You're just here to make people like me smile. Yeah. And then Triple H still goes over. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I chuckle because I'm not surprised. And I've always heard that um, Booker T was supposed to win that night, but Triple H uh, overruled it. Sure. Something that you can't be surprised at either. Again. <laughs> So who do you have winning the, the Apollo Crews match? Oh, I have the Miz. It's too early for Apollo Crews. I don't see the Miz dropping the title to... Um, a black man? No. I'm, I'm trying to think of a, a way to... Just uh, basically a rookie. Yeah. No, of course. I, I think guess. too soon for his for a single title for Crews. Come back in a couple of months by the Survivor Series. Maybe he'll have the chops to deserve to be Intercontinental Champion. Sure. That now. And that's another guy that, you know... Black or white, whatever, he's a guy that that should be a, a, a focus, a priority for SmackDown. He's a young guy. He's a he's new to the company. He's new to the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a guy that they could make into a star, but they have to be willing to put their own biases and prejudices or whatever you want to call it uh, aside. And uh, time will tell if, if they've changed or if they're willing to do so. I wouldn't hold my breath. That's all I Yeah. All right, uh, moving on to the next one. We got a match for the tag team titles. The New Day, without Biggie, defending against Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. 
I've got uh, Gallows and Anderson winning this. Um, Are you looking at my paper? No. That's exactly who I picked, Gallows and Anderson. I think the time is right for the New Day to drop the titles. They've already set a record, you know, for... Uh, as long as they tell. Right. Um, the New Day gimmick, I don't think it's stale, but... Well, no, I think it's it's not stale, but it's stalled. Yeah. I think it's it's kind of reached its peak, but it hasn't uh, that it hasn't fallen off the peak. It's like Family Guy right now. What, how so? It's no longer at its peak greatness. It's slowly starting to slide down. It hasn't cratered yet. Right, it hasn't cratered. I, I think, but it's already it's already been as great as it as it can be. It is coming down. Right, and it's just like you know they're. I don't want to say people are tired of the gimmick, but I think they're. But I think personally, it's they're at their point where, yeah, there's there's really not much more you can do. It's better to end it too early than sure. too late. I mean, they've 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 been on on top for over a year now, and that's mm-hmm. plenty of time, I think. And this will be the you know they they lose this match. This is the perfect time for Big E to go solo because he can come out and say, "Well, these guys lost. I didn't lose anything." So do you turn him heel from that? Hmm. I wasn't thinking about that, but a heel turn against the other members of the New Day? Yeah. Or, or maybe they just all decide to go their separate ways. But he's a guy that you, you want to put some focus on, I think. He's he's charismatic, he's pretty good on the mic, and he's, for a big man, he's a really good performer. The problem is, if they turn him heel, they'll make him the silent, the silent bodyguard guy, guy again. He won't be on the mic. That's my fear. Hmm. Uh, maybe. But I think they could... Um, I don't know. I think he's, he's shown enough on the mic to... Uh, I think... He, to warrant a... Um, this kind of destructive person that, uh, that puts people on notice and he's going to let you know that, you know he's on, that you're on notice. I think next pay-per-view, you, you know, the New Day... Rematch against the uh, yeah they have a rematch with Gallows and Anderson for the championship. While mm-hmm. meanwhile, Big E goes after the United States title from wherever wins it to uh, SummerSlam. Okay, I think they could use. I think that they could still draw it out for another month, have the rematch, and then have Big E turn on the New Day, break it up there, and you know Gallows and Anderson retain. That's the more likely scenario. I agree with you. Yeah. And then Big E can go on and compete for titles after that. Except for the Universal title because he's the wrong skin color. Oh. All right, moving on to the next match. We have the face that runs the place, John Cena, taking on the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. <sighs> they don't uh, want none. They don't want none. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I get point, to see Styles have a bad match. Right. And at this point, do either one of these guys need a win? No. I because mean, this, nobody's the, really in need of a win. No, so because it's kind of their fans pick. who are rooting for them are going to continue to root for them even if they lose. The kids and the women are going to love for John Cena. And right. men like us, you know, the internet geeks, the smarks, the marks, the attitude area guys, we are fully behind AJ Styles. Yeah, so 
Although I feel like I've gotten to the point in John Cena John Cena's career where I I enjoy watching him now because you know it's getting to the end. You know you're he's you're he's, he's enjoying pulling, whatever time you have left with the he's guy. He's like Kobe Bryant. He's pulling me around like oh look at John right. go out there you <laughs> hit that springboard stunner the best of your ability. Oh, God. No no more springboard stunners. <laughs> um, Haters gonna hate. <laughs> like. I don't know, man. I mean, he. I think John Cena, with the right roster, I mean, he's in a he's in the best position to mm-hmm. help elevate people. But like I said earlier, he's on a roster that doesn't have a lot of guys that need that kind of that rub. So it's kind of weird watching him win or lose because it's well, at least win, I guess. I mean, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to. To really describe this feud, uh, it's a great feud that neither one of them needs. needs to win. Yeah, I mean they, you know, it's. <sighs> I'm gonna let you pick first. Okay, I'm picking AJ Styles. I'm gonna pick John Cena. Then. All right. Let's let's make it interesting. Let's disagree. Uh, why you pick? You just picking Cena because I pick Styles. That and uh, it's SummerSlam. I mean, I, I think he's. Uh, if you look back at least in the last five years he doesn't really have the best record at SummerSlam lost to Daniel Bryan lost to to Lesnar Lesnar lost to Rollins did he now yeah for the uh, oh that's right and he won it back at the night champions so John John Stewart turned on him oh that's right you were correct yeah I mean he's lost the last he doesn't have a great record continue picks him at this SummerSlam yeah, I mean, so that's the past three Summer Slams. This will be four, and then who knows what happened the fifth, you know, five years ago. I, I don't know. Probably one. Probably yeah. that either one or his injured, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, I'm picking AJ Styles because I think this win catapults him to the WWE title picture. Okay. And I think that Cena is, like I said earlier, he's moving towards a part-time role, mm-hmm. so he doesn't really need it anymore. Sure, sure. Uh, moving on to the next match. For the U.S. title, we have the defending champion Rusev going against challenger Roman Reigns. So this is this is the kind of feud that Roman needs mm-hmm. uh, to rehabilitate everything. Can you see how weird this feud is? How, what's that? How weird the feud is. Like last m- Monday night, uh, Rusev comes out and has like these birth- these uh, cakes for his wife. Yeah, they have like. Are a, they married yet or not? They are married. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. They're storyline married. Uh, yeah, no, no. I mean, they, the marriage happened, and it's it's no. In the storyline, she still is she calling her husband, or is she still yeah, no, no, no. They've acknowledged it. Okay, completely. I'm making yeah. sure. So um, he's having this wedding celebration with his wife, and then out comes Roman Reigns, and it's like just being a, a complete jerk, and he's supposed to be the hero. Yeah, and then the, wedding the match, the match at the um, at the end of Raw, Rusev is basically fighting for his wife's honor, and he loses. It's like. I know who's supposed to be the heel in the face in this match, but it feels like it's backwards. Well, that's that's just kind of the story. That's like the Roman Reigns story. I mean, because people just don't like him. That they've managed to still turn his... They, they turned everything around with this guy for some reason. Or somehow. I don't, I don't understand. 
Um, remember when we were all disappointed when he lost the World Rumble like two years ago? And it would have been a disaster if he had won because he just wouldn't have. And then he came back and won it. The next year, <laughs> right? Moved the hell out of him. Yeah. Um, I just I don't I don't know what to think about all this this. Just that this is a. Um, just that this is a, a feud that he needs to rehabilitate everything about him. Yeah. I think it's a chance to. Well, with the exception of last week, with the whole fighting for my wife's honor, uh, it's a chance to get some, not everybody, because it's not going to happen right away, but to get a few more fans over to his side, because he is fighting against the the evil American-hating foreigner, you know, who's holding the, the United States Heavyweight Championship, you know, who who is a, a title holder in the, in the United States. Um but you know, still renounces this country or whatever. You know, he can he can be this not an American hero, but he can just be a hero to thwart this uh, this you know evil uh, this evil um, enemy of of the state essentially. Enemy of the state. Okay. Yeah. Um. And uh, it's a way. It's. It's a way also to get fans, a few more fans on his side, without worrying about uh, making him the top guy, mm-hmm. without putting the top title on his around his waist. You know, let uh, making him work his way back to uh, the top. And this is like this is what they should have done with this guy a long time ago. Because you know what this is? This is the John Cena blueprint. This is what made John Cena a star: the United States Heavyweight Title. He got through his first like year or whatever as this, uh, this guy who you know was at the forefront of ruthless aggression with his debut against Kurt Angle, and then he evolved into like this hip hop vanilla ice vanilla Marky. ice Marky Mark kind of guy. And during that you know during the, that build up, he found his way into the United States title picture. And he won in a, you know, a, a really, you know, convincing fashion. I mean, he put on good matches and, and you know, had some uh, had some wars for this title, mm-hmm. and people got behind him, slowly but surely. Mm-hmm. So I think this is, they should have done this with Reigns a long time ago. They should have put him in a position to contend for the mid card titles right. You know, instead of putting him at the top right away. He's, he wasn't a headliner right away. And you had, Especially at the time... he was coming back from injury. Right, and at the time, you had guys who were who were in place that you didn't have to worry about rushing him to the top. Yes, Daniel Bryan did eventually get hurt. Yes, CM Punk got hurt and left. But, you know, they and were trying to squeeze... They, right. They were trying to squeeze him into that... Uh, into that group... While these guys were still here and were still, uh, still carrying the company and, and, and running with the company just fine, there wasn't a, a need to, to bump this guy all the way up right away. You know, it, it's just, uh, and now all these guys are gone, and there's no, like, you can't, like, he should have been groomed for this point when all those guys, you know, 
he should have been groomed to be ready for when those guys were gone. You know, when, when Daniel Bryan was no longer around, when CM Punk was no longer around. And now they're kind of stuck. Like, he's not, he's not, he's still not ready. He's still not there. So, uh, I think, but I think this is a good start for him. But I still don't think he should win the title. Whoa, you went all the Absolutely, yeah. But I think it's going to... I was looking to the left, you hit me with the right. What but happened? I think he's, gonna, he, he's going to get there, but just not yet. He's still only a month removed from being suspended. Um, I don't think that would be fair to anybody, especially Rusev, to put the title on this guy after, you know, after being in trouble for something. Um, a real real life storyline. Something that happened in real life. And I had Roman Reigns written down for you because of your passion speech right then. No, why I, are you making me scratch it out? Because you're picking Rusev. I'm picking Rusev because I think it's a good start. And I think the fact that he already won on Raw, mm -hmm. um, that was a really great match that they had. I think uh, Rusev's going to, they're going to keep the title on Rusev for now. And then uh, I think this will give them a chance to to start building for, also I think the good way to look at all these matches is that they're going to, the outcomes will also help build for the brand specific pay-per-views further down the line. Yes. So if Rusev wins at SummerSlam, okay, he won at SummerSlam. Well, now Reigns is in position to win the title at the Raw specific pay-per-view, and that's a you got to watch that one because you know there's going to be there could be a title change there. You know that could be something big. Um, the title changes I think aren't as important right now at this point. Uh, because it is SummerSlam and because there are two brands that are having different, you know, separate feuds or whatever. Um, they're all coming together. I think these matches that are going to take place on Sunday are, are good, uh, will be good starts for um, the uh, subsequent brand-specific pay-per-views. So I think Rusev holding on to the title until the Raw pay-per-view um, is a better option. So I think I'm going to go with Rusev in this one. I don't know if that makes sense. You kind of understand what I'm saying. I got you. Um, I'm also picking Rusev. Okay. I have no real reason. I'm just picking Rusev. You know what? I, oh, no, no, I have a reason. Because the hell to anybody who messes up your wedding day. Because what? To the hell to anybody who messes up your right. wedding day. <laughs> right. Eat it, Roman Reigns. Eat it. Uh, moving on. Next... Uh, where am I? Oh, there we go. Next match is going to be for the women's championship. Sasha Banks defend her title against Charlotte. Yeah, Sasha. I mean, uh, they put the, she just got the title like three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. um, there's really no reason to take it off of her right now. Um, and uh, I don't know. It's just. It hasn't been as great a feud as you would have hoped it to be. I feel like there's been too much Dana Brooks in this yeah. feud. And don't get me wrong, I, I love Dana Brooks. I think she's going to be a talented wrestler. And she's not half bad looking. Week okay, I'm not mad at that. But uh, I need, if I'm going to have a rivalry between these two, I need to evolve just these two. Yeah. And you hoped that was going to be the case with the... Uh, when Charlotte got rid of Rick, but mm. she kept Dana. She just, she just substituted Rick for Dana. Yeah. 
you know, yeah, it's got to be between just the two of them. They're going to put on a great match. I mean, mm-hmm. they they're great performers. They they've always worked well together, but uh, just the the build up just hasn't been there. Um, and uh, I you know I think they also got just caught up in the whole brand split as well. There wasn't a lot of focus on them because all the attention has been on just the brand split in general. So I don't see Charlotte, Charlotte winning this winning the title back. Um, so I'm going with Sasha. I'm going with Sasha as well. That's my girl. That's yeah, my girl. she's the boss. I'm Sasha Perry, but that's my girl. <laughs> uh, moving on. Everybody is. Next match is for the WWE title. Champion Dean Ambrose defends against Dolph Ziggler. Oh, boy. I have to say, out of all the matches that we've had tonight, this is the one that gave me the most issue Mm -hmm. as far as picking a winner. Right. Because I feel like... um, I feel like this is one match that... Uh, you know the the whole you know how I mentioned the build up to the brand specific shows going forward Mm -hmm. I still feel like uh, Dolph I think I don't know I just don't know about this this feud Um, why is that well I mean just because like the these these like number one contenders matches that come out of nowhere uh, they just they don't they feel so forced that um, you know this feud for the titles just it hasn't been very exciting uh, you know their mic work has been good um, the motivation to keep the title to win the title has been exciting and they're going to put on a good match but just I don't there's just something missing about this feud that uh, that's making it special. That's there's something missing uh, that's holding it back from being a special feud, from being a special moment. And I think uh, I think they're gonna put the title on Dolph. I don't know. So you're being Ziggler. Yeah, and I think also uh, they're gonna punish Dean Ambrose. Cause he said a lot of things on that raw that uh, the Steve Austin, Austin podcast. podcast. That uh, what exactly did he say? He basically said Brock didn't want to do anything for their match at WrestleMania. He pulled the Brock card and said, "I'm not doing that." Apparently, Dean had some really good ideas to make an exciting match, and it showed. It was a terrible match. It was a boring match. Um, Brock didn't, you know, had you know he didn't want to go along with uh, any kind of. Uh, theatrics, I guess, to make it an exciting match. It was just Brock tossing this little guy around again. Like we haven't seen that before. Right. So, yeah, I mean, that was... I mean, it took, it took guts on his part to, you know, be so open about it, but uh, it's going to cost him. And I think uh, he's paying up on Sunday. As much as they would want to punish Dean Ambrose, do you actually see a WWE rewarding Dolph Ziggler? Uh, yeah, I mean, they have before. 
And what happened then? Well, he got hurt. That's what happened. He got concussed. But um, I think this is a chance to, you know, give it another shot. I just, my, my thing is, out of everything, my only hope for Dolph Ziggler is that he'll just, he'll go back to being a heel. He'll go back to being heel yes, Ziggler. he was much more interesting as a heel. Um, Dying his hair bleach blonde all the way. Um, I just want to say, this is a match that uh, the smarts, the smart uh, viewers, the nerds, <laughs> are going to be happy with the winner no matter what happens because they're, they're 100% behind Ambrose. And then they always feel like um, Ziggler never got a shot to be the guy, so he wins. Redemption. It'll yeah, be redemption. another you know, redemption story. Um, I'm taking Ambrose for the very solid reason of YouTube Ziggler. Okay. <laughs> All right, moving on to our next match for the Universal title. Huh? How do you feel about that name? Oh, it's a terrible name. I mean, you got to put something on. you got to be like, the Universal <laughs> title, like in the <laughs> Universal Circuit. you got to put some soul into that right. one. Um, so, like I said, for the Universal <laughs> title, we got the Demon Finn, uh, Finn Balor versus the man, Seth Rollins. Oh, um, I'm glad that Finn is finally up on the main roster. Uh-huh. Um, he's, I don't think he's... Question, does it feel like they pushed him too fast to be up... Um, contending for the universal oh! title. It doesn't feel too fast because um, I think they needed to put, I think they needed to uh, set the tone with this guy right away. I mean, he's too good not to be, you know, mixed in for the for the main title. Um, and he's, he, well, I mean, also they looked at it as he's the most popular guy in the history of NXT, essentially. That he is Mr. NXT. Right, that they figured that, that would translate over to the main roster. And it real and honestly it hasn't yet. Um, his reactions are still not major. Mm -hmm. They're getting there, I think, and I hope. Uh, and I think SummerSlam will help just because there's gonna be a lot of a lot of, you know, wrestling fans there, you know, like casual fans and the hardcore fans are all gonna be there and I think they're gonna They'll put all you know a lot of support behind Finn, uh, but I think I still think Rollins is the guy to beat, mm -hmm. and I think he should be the first to have that to hold that title, whatever it is, the Universal title. The ah, uh, say it right. <laughs> I, I I don't have the pipes for it. The Universal title. Uh, you know the fact that he was the number one overall pick. Uh, you know, I think he he needs the title to uh, to uh, to validate everything. You know, all of everything that he's been saying this whole time. And uh, and it'll be a good way to to continue to build Finn. You know, to build him. You know, again. You know, to to put a roadblock in front of him that he has to break through to get to the title. Um, and I think it'll, it'll help him in the end because eventually he will get to that, to winning that title. But uh, I just don't think it should be this Sunday. You know what will help cement his his um, his legacy to WWE? 
what's up? Being the first ever universal oh! champion, <laughs> I'm picking the Demon Kang. Oh ben man, Ballard. okay. I like it. I like that you're going with them. Man. I, they keep talking about they want this new era of wrestling. They want something new. They want something exciting. Nothing would get the crowd more pumped and be new and exciting than the, than give the inaugural championship to the new guy out of NXT. Okay. No, Someone I, who's been around the world, who's proved himself down in the, basically the WWE AAA. And no offense to Seth Rollins because he'll win it eventually. But I'm just going with the new guy. Okay. No, hey, man. I, you know, I'm not mad. If, I wouldn't be mad at them putting the title on him. I mean, at, at all. I mean, I like him. I think he's a, a great performer. Um, he's got a good look, obviously. Um, and, you know, he, he eventually deserves it. And if you think it's sooner than later, then, you know, I'm not going to argue with that either. You know, it's, that's fine. And then we go, go to our final match, Brock Lesnar versus Randy Orton. Which I think should be the main event. And why is that? Uh, because they both, they're, both, they're from both brands. This isn't necessarily a uh, brand split pay-per-view or, or, you know, or it's not recognized. It's not uh, an invasion type of angle. But, uh, you know, they've implemented that a little bit into the storyline. Uh, but because they both represent, you know, the red and blue brands, um, put these guys at the top of the card. At the end of the card? Uh, yeah, at the end of the card. And... Uh, just let him get over with there, I guess. Okay. It hasn't been the most compelling feuds, of, of most compelling of feuds. This feud just shows me how pathetic WWE security is. Of course. <laughs> Orton gets in and RKO's the beast on Raw, then um, the next night, Brock Lesnar gives Orton an F5. Where's security, guys? Right. Where, there was only can, one guy that was in front of Brock. Any Tom, Dick, and Harry can just jump over the ring and just hit somebody with a chair. Where you at, guys? Right. Martial law. Um, but I, I expect it to be a hard-hitting match because as, as cautious as you might have to be with Orton because of his shoulders. I was just about to say, I hope Orton leaves with both shoulders intact. And all the suplexes will have to take. Mm -hmm. He's... Under over. He's been around long enough. Under over nine and a half suplexes for Orton. Over. Over? Yeah. He's been around long enough. He's been a top guy long enough to uh, um, to have some creative control as well in this match. Mm -hmm. Where, like against Dean, mm -hmm. Dean basically just had to say, okay, that's what we're going to do. That's fine. But I think Orton's a big enough star has been around long enough to uh, to say no. Let's do. Let's. We're gonna. We're gonna incorporate some things. We're gonna not make this one sided. We're gonna make this a hard back and forth hitting match. I think the fans deserve to see something like that. Um, I think it'll help both guys. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's. I think it'll be. I think it, if they do that, it'll be a great way to end the show. It'll just be one guy. You know, this grudge match that. That has been building for a very long time. That should have happened a long time ago, but you know their paths took different, you know, different turns, or, you know, whatnot. 
uh, let's let's culminate. Let's you know let's get it done right let's here. End it tonight. The center of the ring, end of the night. Mm-hmm. So who got winning? That's another. That's another thing. Um, I'm gonna pick Randy Orton. Oh. Yeah, I mean he's gonna be around more than Brock is. Um, I still think they need a way to punish Brock without having to suspend him for uh, for getting caught or getting busted by the Nevada State Athletic Commission. And his line on Monday to Keith, uh, Heath Slater. Oh, yeah. I don't give a bleep about your kids. Which, Which wasn't acting, by no, the way. <laughs> the, that was not in the script, ladies and gentlemen. It wasn't in the script and it wasn't acting. I mean, that's, uh, that wasn't, uh, you know, that wasn't impromptu. That wasn't, uh, that wasn't improv. That's not an improvised line. That's just, Something he really believes, or that he really feels, he just does not care about this kid or these kids. Uh, no acting needed there. That was as real as it gets. Um, so yeah, I think they need to find. They're gonna find a way to punish Brock, and I think a loss at SummerSlam is gonna be the way. But it's not gonna. Hey, but a loss to to Randy Orton is nothing to be uh, ashamed of. And Randy Orton is a future Hall of Famer. He's a, you know. 12-time champion. He's an established star. Um, he's a legit superstar in this company who, you know, will, will only benefit from that win as well because it'll put him in a position to, for, you know, more meaningful feuds in the near future. Yeah. So, who are you going with? Brock? I'm taking the immovable force. I'm taking the the one and twenty one and one. I'm taking the beast incarnate. I'm taking Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised either. Either way, um, and someone's got to pick Brock, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a good thing that you did. You picked Orton, I picked Brock because I believe that gives us seven um, differences. So we'll actually, there won't be a tie. They make sure one. Two, three, yeah, four, five. Yeah, we disagreed with the last three matches. Good. That's good for good for both of us. Makes it interesting. Absolutely. We are done, my friend. We are. Uh, uh, wrestled out. Yeah. There's just been so much lately that uh, it's hard to keep up. Sometimes. But um, I think once they start moving away from, uh, or once they want to start, you know, focusing on their own brand-specific pay-per-views, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's going to get more interesting. And because uh, you won't have all these, you won't have like this mix-up like on your mind, like each month. You're not going to be thinking about the feuds from both shows. You'll just be focused on that one, one show or whatever. And I think it'll. It'll actually take the load off on uh, keeping up with the product. I think it'll help. You know, I think it'll make it easier to keep up with the product. We can only hope. Yeah. So, um, we're done. We thank you again, as always, for tuning in. Um, this is a, an extended show, I guess, because uh, it's an extended pay-per-view. Yeah. It's four hours long. There's <laughs> a lot of matches to watch. Yeah, we were at the hour 12 mark, so we've done a lot. Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. 
and we're a little rusty as well, I think. Mm-hmm. So we'll get back into it. Hey, but a, a you know a long time consuming discussion is a good way to get out all ring rust. I'll take your word for it. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll uh, we'll be back eventually. No T- more T- long no more long hiatuses. We'll be back soon. TBA, TBD. Oh god. <laughs> all right, t- say goodbye. Thanks again as always, folks. We appreciate it. All right, girl. That's Anthony. I'm De Quincey. Later, babies. <laughs>